0: hey welcome to the kids in the hall show no that's the empty name of it because that's the name of the kids in the hall show <laughs> try again <laughs> nick <laughs> uh well one name i was tossing about just the most obvious name in the world would be the kids in the podcast because it kind of sounds like a pun, almost. Kids well, in the podcast. first time you
1: brought that up. So I just want to point <laughs> that out. You know, I'm fine with it. <laughs> but you're saying tossing around too. Who's sketching it?
0: <laughs> oh, tossing around in my head. Yes.
1: Oh, okay. I
0: see. To no or one. Like a
1: game of handball against yourself.
0: Hey, almost a game of squash, but just against oh, me. Really. And that's, for- that's foreshadowing for a sketch we're going to talk about later in the episode. But my name's Nick Ramirez. You're and- so
2: good at foreshadowing, Nick. And mm-hmm. You do that so well
0: That's Jared Emick who just said that
2: hey oh, it's me, Jared Emick How you doing out there, Jared Emick fans?
0: And Jared, why weird? don't you introduce our other host?
2: <laughs> sure, I'd be happy to uh, Acclaimed author and amazing improviser in person uh, Amay Lutkin, May. how are you?
1: Wow, I got such a better introduction than either of you guys Than me, well, look
2: <laughs> you, 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 I'm the one who introduced you, so it was better
1: I'll sign us <laughs> off on a positive note
0: <laughs> well gang we're here to talk about episode two of the kids in the hall but is i'm I'm thinking like usually in a podcast like this people just talk about other stuff for 10 minutes or so do we need to do that
1: no is I find that the that mandate crazy. personally i don't i skip through that part
0: you skip through that part okay
2: wow yeah. so no one has interest in our lives you don't want to know crucial updates before we begin
1: i don't think so
0: <laughs> well okay Let's t- let's throw this out there then. This came. This episode came out October twenty fourth, nineteen eighty nine. What were you guys doing on October twenty fourth, nineteen eighty nine? Jared, were you even born?
2: You know, I was. I uh, I was almost two. Um, uh, November thirtieth is my birthday, so I was about a month away from being two. I was probably rolling around shitting myself. You know, I was a baby. And uh, what about you guys?
1: Um, um, you go ahead, Nick.
0: I was. I would have been uh, about five, and I would have been uh, rolling around in my own shit. But if I could be serious for a minute, I think in Please. 1989, I was a big Monkees fan. I remember I did. I didn't wear a lot of pants. I was always walking around in my underwear, and I had Transformers boots.
1: When you say you were a Monkees fan, do you mean the band or like the animal?
0: Uh, the TV show, I would say. Because uh-huh. I, it's not like oh, I sat okay. down and listened to the band's records, but I love the TV show.
2: Now, what, how does that correlate to no pants? Cause oh, what, no- I, when amae said, the, cause as soon as you said no pants, I was with amae I was like, oh, is he talking about animals? Because monkeys don't wear pants. And I assume the monkeys wear pants.
0: Oh, yeah, of course. No, these were three unrelated facts about me as a young boy. <laughs> what about you, amae What were you doing in 1989?
1: Um... October 24th,
0: 1999? <laughs>
1: I'm being like tricked into doing the 10 minutes for the podcast. The five it has to do
2: with the episode. It has to do with the episode.
1: I was five years old. I was probably, you know, absolutely shitting myself everywhere, <laughs> rubbing on the walls, uh, eating shit, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is funny to like hear the date contextualized though, because I feel like I watched Kids in the Hall in a way that felt. Like contemporaneous with my adulthood or like young adulthood, but actually, it all came out when we were we babies, and we must have watched it later, like in syndication.
0: Yeah, I watched *Kids in the Hall* in reruns on Comedy Central. That's where I got into it when I was uh, a teenager, yeah. preteen. Yeah.
2: And were all the original airings Nick on the, the CBC? Is is that? It was on the CBC, true, or did for... I make that up?
0: No, it was on the CBC for the duration of the series, but it was on HBO for three seasons because was a co-production of HBO and CBC at first and then wow new episodes aired on HBO yeah I think the same day wow uh, but wow. then uh but then at a certain point I think maybe season four they switched to CBS in in America and then it would air I think late night I, I have a memory of watching nuke a new kids in the hall episode which I'd never seen a new kids in the Hall episode I've seen I'd only ever seen reruns but late night on CBS I think after Saturday at Live ended, it was on CBS. It's, oh. you know, oh, wow. okay. was I just want to over. say
1: this. I feel like we have so far approached this podcast coming with very little information except for Nick. And I just want to pledge to anyone who is actually listening that I promise to have some useful facts or information that an enthusiast about Kids in the Hall would want to hear. <laughs> For our next episode, I'm being very lazy.
2: It's it's funny you say that. I I, I kind of find it. Uh, I thought it was sort of intentional, and in that it, we have this interesting chemistry of a super fan. Which Nick, I don't think you'd mind me calling you for kids in the hall. Is that well? What I, I, I don't say? I don't
0: mind thinking of myself as a super fan, but I feel right. like if there are kids, if there are real kids in the hall, super fans listening to this, they might say this guy doesn't know what he's talking about.
2: Well, so okay, I I just fine. don't I don't, don't want to get in the middle of that. Exactly, I don't want to get in the middle of that. But my point is, you have this dynamic. Of a engaged Mega number one world ranked super fan And you have me and May, Who you know give this perspective Of somebody coming into the series because I imagine you wouldn't Want only kids in the hall fans listening you'd want People who say oh you know similar To myself I know kids in the hall I've been around it I've been exposed to it people talk About it all the time in comedy circles Maybe I should dig in give it a real Try you know crack it open and see How it tastes that kind of thing
0: No I think that's fair so it made no pressure but if you want to learn more about kids in the hall i'm <laughs> go going through.
1: to I, I feel like i personally enjoy podcasts that like leaves me more informed than when before i listened to it and i don't think we've uh, reached that far. no we haven't well, we haven't we informed, informed anyone absolutely I, inform no. anyone <laughs> <with anything. laughs> and I want more of myself
2: we <laughs> were rolling around and shit as babies and that's pretty much all you got
1: i didn't even <laughs> little, metaphorical <laughs> bit is still slathered everywhere
0: I keep me meaning meaning to reread the uh, Kids in the Hall biography, and I was planning to do it this week. And I've been cats, I've been dogging for my sister. And I left the book in, in my in Austin. The dog
1: ate it. The dog ate.
0: The dog ate <laughs> <laughs> I took extensive notes, and the dog ate him. Um, but hey, I wanted to take us back to October fourth, twenty fourth, nineteen eighty nine, when on the top of the charts in America, "Miss You Much" by Janet Jackson. From the Rhythm Nation. Ooh. But of course, in Canada, top of the charts, mixed emotions by the Rolling Stones. Can you believe it? A Rolling Stones song, top of the charts in 1989. That shocked me.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, while they really got it going in the late 60s, I could see it. The 80s, they were probably still rocking. I mean, the 90s was the beginning of their demise, I
1: would, I would wow.
0: say. That's true. They were like probably... Forty something years old at this point. They're not much older than me. That's uh, I mean, you figure Rolling
1: podcast.
0: Okay, but now we, we've effectively set the scene for 1989. Kids in the Hall season one, episode one, the very first episode. This one aired on a Tuesday, if you hmm. can believe it. And mm-hmm. hey, let's start going through the sketches. The very first one, uh, at least on Wikipedia, they're calling it "Call Girls," which. I saw the name of the sketch was call girls and i was surprised to see what it actually was what it, what are you guys thoughts okay you know
1: what you guys say, you saying that the title of the sketch is call girls kind of contextualizes it better for me because i literally wrote like what's the joke but <laughs> if you like if the joke is that you think it's call girls like sex workers and then it's just two girls calling each other and they're excited then i'm kind of like okay i guess that's like a twist Without that title, it's like what the fuck is happening <laughs> this sketch would well, be a joke. It's just like
2: they're uh, not supposed to be sex workers, are No,
0: they? there would no, no one that, watching this would have any idea that it was that I don't even know if they called it call girls or somebody who just it changed that to made that the title on Wikipedia. Let's go ahead and watch the sketches, it's only like thirty seconds long.
2: I was just calling you. But I was just calling you. But it didn't ring you. It didn't ring here, didn't ring here either. Oh my god, I
1: love it when that happens!
0: Ah! <laughs> Odd way to start your first episode of your first show, right?
2: You know, I agree with everything you guys are saying. I appreciate these blackouts, which I assume remain a constant throughout the rest of the series. And if not, I'm wrong. But um I do think that it's true. It is kind of I want to say shallow and dumb, but you're I think you're right, Amay, you hit it. It's really no joke. <laughs> it's really just two, I guess young women, and I guess the joke is maybe playing on the fact that like women like to you know gab on the phone, maybe, and then it's like, <laughs> not exactly the most modern take, I understand, but I'm just trying to figure out what they were going for. And then, yeah, like they talk so much on the phone that they happen to call each other at the same time. Uh, maybe, maybe, like sort of a take on the Mean Girls phone circle, you know, kind of type of thing. But I didn't like the sketch, but I love the this this idea to go for these one jokes to to, to open the show. I like the format decision.
0: My thought was that it was just um, like a character study, like a character sketch, I guess. And it's just, oh, it's funny that... It's funny to see these, well, you know, I I hate to say that the kids in the hall were relying on the idea of it being funny that they were men in drag, but that's really the only joke I could see was that it's funny to see these grown men play teenagers and being-
1: But they're
2: in drag all the
1: time. I think that's 100% what it is. And I think it's like a really common thing that gets called out now a lot, especially like by trans comedians who are like, you know, this tradition of cis men wearing drag and like making that the joke of their sketch is like, dangerous to me to an extent because when i appear on stage people might you know think i'm relying on that but even before i ever thought about that or heard about that in a you know thoughtful way i think i was always pissed off to see like monty python or four kids in the hall where it's like you'd rather dress up as these women and do some stupid thing than like admit a woman could be a funny member of your (laughs) comedy troupe like they basically only hire like real women to do stuff if it's like she's coming in and she's like the weather's bad or like just like some completely <laughs> neutral thing. I but think that's, that's the gone. interesting,
2: that's the interesting point to me is that when they do have women, both Monty Python and kids in the hall, it's like, they, it's obviously very specifically for this, like, well, we need like a straight man role. And if it was one of us in drag, it would be too like weird and funny. Like we well, have to have like a, but I will say,
0: no, but I'll disagree with that because I think the kids in the hall have plenty of uh, straight characters. I mean, I guess we're not supposed to use the word "straight man" anymore, right? We oh, at least at yeah. least at UCB we start saying okay. "voice of reason," but they sure. they have plenty of voice of reason characters that are uh, the kids in the hall in drag. Like I don't think they shy away from that. They what do,
2: I, but they don't. What they don't have is women they don't have any cast women characters in a funny
0: role. Right? Yes, yes. I, I will I, say, I like if,
1: it comes up again in this particular. Um, episode yeah there's an interesting one um, yeah and i guess we'll get to that but yeah and this opening one i i had been thinking about it already and it really brought it up because it was like i don't get what this joke is aside from like they're having fun pretending to be teen girls and like this this is so the well.
2: quickly becoming the kids in the hall is problematic
1: podcast. i know it's like very hard to avoid bringing it up because it's like uh, i know
2: it's hard it's hard it's hard i don't want to you know yeah
0: i do you know. think i do think that Putting it as the very first sketch of the very first episode was making a statement like about we're not afraid to be men in drag, which maybe like in 1989 was kind of a more progressive thing than now it's like so insanely regressive. uh,
2: That makes sense.
1: Yeah.
0: But yeah, that was the only way I could figure out what it could mean.
1: Um, I do agree with Jared, though, about the blackouts like being a fun thing that they try to do. It kind of even though I was like, what is the joke here? I think that there are other blackouts where I feel similarly, but it's not annoying. But we're all so used to the UCB sketch model of you have to have a joke. Like there has to be a game that's being played. It's kind of refreshing sometimes to see people just being like, I'm just saying a thing (laughs) and I have a (laughs) wig on. (laughs) Like, okay, whatever. Uh, that's silly. I'm a lady. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I want.
0: It's a good pitch. It's a good pitch. <laughs> yeah. So this next sketch is the Eradicator. Yeah. This one is my was my favorite sketch of the episode, and it's one of my one of the kids in all sketches I have a very fond memory of growing up. Is
2: really? it okay? Is it okay, Nick, to 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 briefly touch on on the opening credits before we we dig in? Sure. I, I just wanted to note, because I remember you were, you know, kind of waxing poetic about how it, you know, meant so much to you, you know, the last time we talked about the pilot and how, you know, much you love it and everything. And I don't know if they changed it between the pilot and this episode, but it struck me, I don't know if self-absorbed is the right word, but I feel like there were these kind of, like, kind of, like, unironic, like, glamour shots of every time they had their name. There was like a very kind of pointed, like I guess, like SNL, but a kind of pointed, like smile to the camera of like, you know, <laughs> I'm. I mean, I know it's an audio medium. I was, I was making the exact face they were making. It was perfect to show a man, Nick. What I meant, but I think, like, I don't know. Did you guys pick up on that? Was it a little? <sighs> Maybe I'm just viewing it as pretentious because it's twenty years ago and it just everything was different. Thirty years ago, right? So. I don't know, did that strike you guys as like, okay, or were, did you not even notice in our care?
1: I didn't really notice, but I do think this is the opportunity to bring up that visually I often confuse Mark McKinney and Scott Thompson and not when they're oh, performing, really? but like when I'm just glancing at them, I think one is the other.
0: <laughs> mm. Mm. Um, no, I have neither of those problems with, with the introduction. I, think. <laughs> I can tell the difference between the two of them, but I can see why you might uh, you might be confused. By their appearance, but uh, no, it, it just struck me as like uh, as the way any uh, any opening to a TV show is. You you look at the characters and they smile to the camera. Um, right. I guess maybe there's less of that today. I don't know, but it is. It obviously was influenced by SNL. I mean, it's basically the same as the I- SNL opening.
2: I just love how sometimes these sketch shows are like, all right, we're giving you the most like irreverent, like, you know, crazy shit that you've never seen. We're just like, you know, like you were saying, dress up and drag for two seconds to start the show on a sketch that's like barely comprehensible just to fuck with you. And then it's like starring Scott. Tanya. <laughs> it just is. So it goes into the kind of cheesy, cliche, obvious thing. To your point, every show does it. But uh, I almost wish it was some sort of uh, I don't know weird extreme dumb intro i mean even python had like you know they never really had the traditional i mean they had all the gillian animations and i don't know something it feels like it doesn't fit the show i guess is what i'm trying to say
0: i guess what to me it's them hanging around suburban toronto just uh just kind of like act just being in their element a little bit and like you know setting the stage for these are just five five canadians ready to make you laugh it's boring all right, well, let's move on to the eradicator.
2: <laughs> let's do it.
0: Now, May, when I said I loved the sketch, it seemed like you had kind of a really kind of a look on your face.
1: Oh, wow, that's very judgmental. Um, that's just what my face looks like. Oh, really? <laughs> no. <laughs> I You know, I thought, one of the things I thought was that it was like one of the first sketches that really stood out to me that there are many people who worked as the voice of reason against this guy, you know, or like right. all about his bizarre behavior. I can see why you remembered this with fondness, but I was also kind of like, I don't know. It didn't open strong for me, uh, Mm -hmm. but there were a couple moments throughout it that made me laugh. I thought it was funny when he was like trying to get him to take the face off and expose him. And he was just like, that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to unmask me? No, it's your right. No, everything's okay.
2: Okay. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a very funny line. Uh, I'll say I did love this premise. I think it's very funny that this guy, the, I think what they said, the fourth division of, of squash, something like that. That's a very funny idea that he wants to be the eradicator. I felt like the performance of the eradicator was a little weak. And maybe I'm, I'm noticing a trend here where it's like, I feel like, I don't know if it's they're going for super sketchy or they're really pulling back. Or I feel like sometimes they're making choices and not, really landing what a character could slash should be because i felt like he had sort of a i don't know sort of a weird uh just voice and it it felt like it could have been the performance could have been improved but i loved uh certain lines like you said nick uh do you want to unmask me it's your right very funny um tuesday is no good for the eradicator made me really laugh (laughs) um I slept here all night to get a feel of the chord. I thought it was very funny. <laughs> but I uh, kind of, on the whole, the performance I thought was not as good as the premise. And it went on far too long, which I feel like, again, is sort of a kids in the hall issue I'm finding. Just so long.
1: I think it's an issue for a lot of like films sketch, though. Cause on stage, it's harder to drag it on because there's an audience like. Right. You know, also watching this, I felt like the audience reaction was much less than in the pilot, you know? And I was wondering, so. like, watching it. Because then, like, the very first live sketch doesn't come up until, like, pretty far into the...
2: That's right. It's, or it doesn't uh, seem like
1: it. I guess there's maybe the dancing sketches live, but it just, I'm like, are the, right. is the audience just sitting there and watching, like, this on TV, and that's why it's not feeling as, like, alive and fun? Yeah. You gotta
2: figure SNL is kind of the same at this
1: yeah, point. Yeah, totally.
0: Well, they, they would, yeah, they would play the sketches on on uh, large... I mean, back then, they couldn't have had Huge screens, right?
2: It's probably like a sports bar. They probably had gigantic flat screens all over the place.
1: I think that the editing on this one makes it feel slower as well, because there's just so many like changes of scenery. I don't know. It was like complicated in a way a lot of sketches not on this show.
0: Yeah, I mean it's edit- it's shot and edited like a short film, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, which could be good or <laughs> defend bad. defend the
2: Eradicator, Nick. Defend it. I see you hurting on the inside. That we we're not embracing the Eradicator. The eradicator. Defend us. If convince us.
0: Um, what, so, well, first of all, you said, you guys say you didn't like the eradicators performance. I thought he was great. (laughs) (laughs) He's so funny. I am the eradicator. I mean, that's just like, that's just super funny to me
2: as far as it's the same with the crush the head guy. It's like, which we'll get to in a minute, but it's the same as The crush the head guy. It's like heavy on the funny voice, heavy on the funny voice. And then it's like, I'm kind of grasping it. Like, come on. Like grounded in something else or commit to something it just felt well, like i think like it, i think I the know.
0: other characters were grounded and committed uh the uh all the businessmen i mean it, that's the other thing i like about it a lot is that uh it, it's this uh it's i think it's is this the first like businessman sketch which they they've kind of like kind of became a big part of the kids in the halls like making yeah. fun of businessmen and Great. i don't remember oh. throwing the pilot the eradicator showering with the with the mask on and it is dripping wet that's yeah, funny. No, it,
2: it was fu- it was good, Nick. It was good. I liked it. I really did. Uh, I'm I'm trying to be the Simon Cowell of the podcast. I'm trying to really come in and and take no prisoners here. So okay, wh- wh- I I think it was probably maybe my favorite sketch of the, of, of the show to be of of the episode.
0: Okay, that, that's um, all. So I don't want to hear. I don't
2: want to make it sound like I'm poo pooing it. it. I liked it. I just well, felt like it could have been. That's better. all
0: I need to hear. Let's move on to the next sketch, which was on Wikipedia. It's just called ballet.
2: I know that many of you and your classmates think that Nicole, well, is a pig, but... No,
1: I am uh, not. Yes, you are. No, no, untrue. No, no. Great! Snacks! Yes, snacks. (laughs) Ballet and snacks, my two passions. I gotta say that that little ballet girl kind of held her own. Her reaction shots got big laughs. Good for her, you know? She,
2: She was good. It was funny to watch her in some of the wide shots, like basically fully breaking i don't know if you guys caught it but they tried to (laughs) edit around (laughs) edit around her like breaking but i agree she did she was really funny and yeah no it was interesting it wasn't my favorite sketch but it was like a fun try and a fun dynamic to have her
0: i guess but it's like again
1: for me i was like i don't think this is holding together it's like it's like he just wanted to dress up as like this gross ballet girl who and like the joke is that she's gross and bad at ballet like oh i agree the joke was
2: bad i agree with that i i think it yeah no they could have come up with a, maybe a better premise i was disappointed in when the ending turned out to be like just kidding
1: yeah that's what i mean <laughs> like, yeah. i kind of they really stuck with it and they were like this is i actually thought it
2: wasn't bad until then that was kind of a discipline because that was almost on the level of like this whole sketch was a dream it was like such we're a all
1: drug
0: <laughs> yeah there was a, there was a cop-out ending and yeah i think the whole. Joke of the sketch was just uh, leaning on Kevin McDonald's physical comedy.
1: I know. Uh, and on that note, I wish the dancing had gone on longer. Like if we're gonna do this stupid, weird dance, like right? Make it
0: count. Well,
2: Amay, I, 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 to be fair, you you are echoing my notes almost exactly. I wrote down not really committing to anything. I guess the crazy character dot 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 <laughs> sucks at ballet. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: and yeah that like that, that is pretty much sums this, it up like
1: revered comedy group that...
2: <laughs> i know we are coming may and i are coming off terribly I, I feel we're just like well uh we're not professional comedians but guess what <laughs> these guys
0: suck yeah um, no, <laughs> I mean, this...
1: I it's just informative to watch and be like what do i like about this what do i not like about this yeah no, I mean, and yeah, to be to fair, be this fair, is, the, this is the
0: first their first episode of their sketch show they're like tw- they're like early 20s uh men and i i think they got better as they went along i think that's fair I to say I- that's true like- and to clarify
2: we have been around the block i mean we do know what we're talking about i, <laughs> I mean don't. we are it's very funny scary. and very good so let's,
0: let's we've just have written that, and performed you know. sketch shows for people that have paid upwards <laughs> up of $5. Many 72
1: people
0: <laughs> we've sometimes had reps <laughs>
2: <laughs> We've written lots of specs, tons of generals, <laughs> if I may say. And uh, I'll just leave it at that. I'll
1: just let your imagination fill in the blanks. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's right. Hopefully, li- leave in the blanks optimistically. Yeah.
0: I've paid to see Kevin McDonald perform. Wow. So.
1: <laughs> okay. So I feel like you deserve it. Okay. To stay so with you're, yeah,
2: yeah, you could, you can, you got it.
0: Jared, by the way, can you, are you at the point yet where you can name and differentiate the five kids?
2: You know, I'm almost there, Nick. Uh, I mean, this is only my second episode, so I don't want to get too ahead of myself. I don't want to take a test or anything, but uh, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'm starting to at least uh, know more about my favorites, and I would say uh, my favorites are Sweeney, and uh, (laughs) that's the last name that someone has, right? No. No. (laughs) David. (laughs) What I meant was Foley. Dave Foley. Dave Foley. Not Sweeney.
0: Foley. (laughs) David Foley was always my favorite growing up. I like, like him. I like him,
2: he, I like him a lot. I like him um, a lot. He's you very... know McDonald as I mentioned in our previous episode, which I'm sure uh, the listener has listened to. Um, you know he 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 has a role in my life as far as uh, comedy education goes.
0: <laughs> yes, you keep bringing that up that he taught a class of the pit once <laughs> that you didn't take. I don't think.
2: <laughs> you know what, Nick? Lay off, my man. I'm watching this show. It's your show. You asked me to watch it. I'm here. I'm watching it. I'm, this is my experience. Please don't invalidate it. How about that?
0: I think it's interesting that you call them also by their last names. I always think of them by their first names, like Kevin and that Scott, Dave. I guess uh, that's Bruce. more of a
2: general thing in my whole life. I mean, mm. I think, you know, uh, I, like if I'm thinking of Python, I think Chapman, Gilliam, Cleese, like I don't think, you know, John, Graham, Terry, like I, I, I just, them as I go by like last name.
1: and last, which is a traditional comedy move because how many mats are there in the world? Like a million, you know, so you need mm. to say it. Wow.
2: So we're all different. Yeah. Nick's first, I'm last, <laughs> You're first and last.
1: Mm-hmm. Well,
0: <laughs> who speak- says
2: we don't, don't inform on this
0: podcast? <laughs> Speaking of first and last, the next sketch was a great transition. Uh, the, great so transition. Uh, the return of the head crusher, and this time he's crushing heads of businessmen. What
2: the hell do you guys find to talk about anyway? Uh, I like to put my money in the Texaco. Well, I like to put it in the Gulf. Well, I put my money in my mattress. Well, I put my money in my wallet. You're boring me. I'm cutting your head. I'm cutting your head. Hey, I just renamed your firm Merrill Lynch and the Flathead. Are we to? come to an understanding and live in a world in which the pilot wasn't the first episode like did that air is this basically the first episode or
0: this is the first episode the pilot aired a year ago at at this point
2: okay okay so this would she this this is not like a repeat situation or a back-to-back or they love it so much this is like oh people might not have seen our pilot we feel like that was our let's say best sketch we want to bring that back and we want to do it i mean I, i guess then that's that's what happened, right? That's a fair assessment.
0: Um, yeah. I mean, I mean, I, because
2: I'm watching back to back. I had the you know effect of oh, head crusher again, but probably people watching this didn't.
0: Probably not, but I wouldn't be surprised if the head crusher shows up next week. I mean, I I, I don't I don't think uh oh. I don't think this this was supposed to be, uh I think this was supposed to be a different sketch for the head crusher. This is like another. This, I mean, this, I get it. Is it's still a head situation. crusher.
2: Right. Right. <laughs> Uh I'll stop talking. Go ahead. Head crusher time.
0: What do you think? Um I mean we already talked about the head crusher. It's basically the same thing as last time. <laughs> He's crushing yes. heads. I
1: I did laugh out loud though when that guy was like, "What are you doing?" Excuse me. What are you doing?
0: I'm
2: doing something. Oh, what? Like, like what?
1: Something with people. What what are you doing? <laughs>
2: That I, I didn't find that a very
1: funny description of what the head crusher is. You know, in I,
2: fact, what I, I, I did, I wrote down, I, I kind of wish that if they're going to do more of these head crushers, that they do live in those moments more. Because I did love him coming over and saying like, what are you doing?
0: I like and the him he, having to turn to him and like
2: explain himself and confront it in this like moment. Like that is really funny to me to just constantly see the repetitive thing of, I'm crushing your head. I'm crushing, and then cutting to that vantage point. I'm crushing, crushing. That doesn't have a lot of mileage to me. But when well, the guy I, approaches him, but I do think they. And, but I think most yeah.
0: of the sketches that we saw today was like him talking about crushing heads and not crushing heads, like And and I think uh, this. I, I, yeah. One, one thing you I going to the boy
2: at the end that, that you're right. It, they they do. You're right. They one do thing I was going to say really.
0: about about this sketch was I, I I like how much uh he truly seems to believe he is crushing people's heads. <laughs> like he, he does That's like right. take it seriously. And he seems to think that he is hurting people when he does this. And he's like very, com- he, the character is very committed to the, to this. To
2: I do life. like that moment that was absent from the pilot of, you know, like, Oh no. Oh no. I, what am I going to do? I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> the regret. That was very funny. I agree. Um,
0: that was like it. That was in the second uh, version of the sketch, which we don't need to talk about now because I figure we talked about the head crusher enough. Unless uh, you guys have anything else to say head about him real crusher. quick. Amay, do you have any more thoughts on the head crusher?
1: No, I think I've said everything about him.
0: Let's move on to the next sketch uh, the uh, cause of cancer.
1: Bruce has something that he'd like to say to everyone.
2: Uh, go ahead, Bruce. Hi. <laughs> go on, Bruce. Hi. Just do it, Bruce. Come okay, on. Okay, you asked me. Uh, well, I would like yeah, oh, to do fine. it. fine. I'll do it. Just go. <laughs> Dave Foley, ladies uh, and gentlemen. No. Just do it, Bruce. Just, you're wasting a lot of time. Bruce McCullough would like to say, something. Bruce, please. I'm sorry I caused all that cancer.
1: I will say this one made me laugh out loud.
0: Me too.
2: This was funny. I like this. I think it should have been a blackout. I feel like I caused all that cancer. That's the laugh. Maybe one more line and you're out. I thought, like, what'd you guys think of the tag of the, uh, you know, well, I caught, you know, I caught, what, what was it? I, I did pancreas and then mouth cancer. I just kind of got on a roll. Did you think that that line helped or hurt the sketch?
1: Uh, I know you're saying it could have just been a blackout, but I think that it was one of the first sketches that really made me laugh in this. I
2: really, the first, the first beat really made me laugh. I agree. I just kind of wish they cut it there.
0: It's and almost what? hard for me to say because I remember this so well. It's like, it didn't make me laugh this time, but it probably made me laugh the first time I saw it. Um, as far as like extending it a little bit longer, I don't think it hurt it to extend a little bit longer. Um, and I liked Bruce just like living in the I don't want to kind of a uh, little kid being scolded vibe. So I and I,
2: Nick, not not to repeat ourselves, but this is one of those where like Foley probably clearly wrote it right, and as and as he and he's partners, he usually writes with the other performer in the sketch. Personally. No, who...
0: well, so Dave Foley usually writes with uh, Kevin McDonald.
2: Oh, okay. Okay. Um,
0: Interesting. And so Bruce and Bruce usually wrote with uh, Mark McKinney. Um, so I, I don't know who wrote this one. I was actually trying to look it up to see if I could figure out if, if there were any interviews to talk about who wrote what sketches, but it, it it's that information seems a little bit hard to find. Um, as far as the tone, to me, this struck me as a Bruce McCullough sketch because it's kind of surreal. But uh, mm-hmm. it could have been a Dave Foley sketch too. Who knows?
2: Well, very funny. I mean, the only the eradicator in this, I think, uh, are clear uh, highlights for me so far. Although this next sketch, honestly, <laughs> I loved it.
0: But, and I did want to <laughs> say real quick, this is the kids in the hall addressing the camera playing themselves, which I think is a big thing that they did. You kind of got to know the the five of them as personalities as well, yeah. which I which I think uh, maybe part of why they do that opening where they spotlight all of them. It's, you know, you they, they want to be. Yeah characters as well and and people that the, that the audience grew to love uh but yes, yeah, so the next sketch is the the pair what's wrong i had the pair dream again <laughs> is i there yes i think i'm insane i know you are
2: i think this is really great
1: yeah i think this is really great i I, I think it's a lot actually
2: me too i I had a feeling you would like this amazing it it struck me as an amazing sketch as it was as i was watching it uh yeah it's just surreal they commit hard to this really weird premise um i love some of these lines i think i'm insane i know you are and then that is so funny to me um it's just a bold idea and they went for it. And I just felt like it was executed so well. Um I just thought it was so funny. And it was almost part of what I love so much about it is that it's not really fully explainable. <laughs> like it doesn't make total sense, but I think it makes just just enough sense for me to love. You know
1: what it. I think it is? I think sometimes there are sketches where there's no joke, but you're supposed to like it's treated as though there is one. And in this one, right. they're not like trying to pretend that there's a like coherent Joke. They're just like this is a su- surreal, weird world. We just want to bring you into, and it's it's, it's so just so-
0: different different people waking up and saying they had a dream about a pair, right?
1: Yes,
2: <laughs> yes, and then find just total new combinations of people in bed together with with each wake up. I, I love that device. I love the panning to the window and then mm-hmm. fading out of focus, and then back to a sudden wake up. A sudden wake up to me is such a funny automatic like in drama or comedy. Any anytime someone's sleeping, it's like, oh. <laughs> I just find that so hilarious. I mean, does that ever really happen in real life? Has have, have either of you ever woken I up actually, in I in, in like shot
1: screaming all the time? Do you like really, really, really. Yes, I do.
2: <laughs> and do you sit up? Do you sit up immediately, or are you laying down?
1: No, I. You know what I think it is? I think maybe one day I'm gonna have to wear that CPAC machine thing because I think it has to do with breathing. So I'll like mm. be in a dream and i will be like, ah, and then I like. <laughs> oh my God, that's hard. Wake up. I'm <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh. there's a
1: sweet, ripe hair in bed with me. Wow. <laughs>
0: I've been.
2: Yeah, test it. See what happens if you sleep with a bear.
0: I've been dog sitting for my sister and she was like, "They have my sister has three dogs, her and her husband. And I brought my dog here, too. So and they told me they wanted me to sleep in their bed and with all the dogs on the bed. So the last few days I've been waking up and like, ah, there's a there's a giant pug sleeping like right next to me. Uh, but no screaming just see but that's it.
2: not that's not the sudden wake that's you probably gradually naturally waking and yes. then kind of opening your eyes seeing something then reacting
0: yes mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm, huh. mm-hmm. so the dogs haven't penetrated your dream world yet is that what you're saying mm-hmm. <laughs> no
1: no they'll get there they'll get there
2: <laughs> they'll get there they'll get
1: there <laughs> okay what so the... we all like this sketch is it okay that it has no like whatever i don't know anyone anything bad to say about pears
0: I know I, I, I don't nothing I, I like that it doesn't have that it's that's weird and it d- doesn't follow the classic sketch formula but, but I think we have a lot of bad stuff to say about the next sketch which is uh, Kathy and the blues guy
2: she gave me the blues so bad I'd be lying in my hotel room at three o'clock in the morning I can't even I can't even open up the refrigerator door I got the blues so bad <laughs> I got the blues so bad i would be lying on my bed I can't even turn myself over <laughs> I got the blues so bad I be line that my eyes be popping wide open. I got to call up a friend and say, buddy, get on over here. Shut my eyes for me. I got the blues. I don't know what you mean. I love this top to bottom, Kat. <laughs> oh
1: my god. I was like, I, it came on and I was like, no, they are not. And they 100% were. And I was like, no. And you know what also I will say about this sketch? That well, I think- wait, wait, but
0: before we, before we get too far, we should say it's uh, Mark McKinney as a blues singer in blackface. I, I mean, uh, at least in black, in makeup as a black man.
2: that's blackface, Nick. Yeah, that's blackface. <laughs> it's
1: terrible. And and to be I fair, like it's so- it's on not
2: just the face; it is hands too. Like yes, he went the whole sad. nine yards. Yeah, and yeah.
1: It's, like caricatures, so absurdly yes. racist right? and like unnecessary. Oh, that's right.
2: It's almost like the voice is worse than the makeup. I agree. <laughs> yeah, that's it's it's,
1: well it's
0: a lot like a blues character Billy Crystal used to do. Uh, that people make fun yes. of still to this day. Nobody ever brings up that Mark McKinney did this, and he this was a recurring character too. He would bring this back. I think
1: I'm no. not sure. Oh no, oh, no. I'm, I'm not and sure it's if he black was blackface
0: every time. I don't think it was blackface every time. I think at a certain point the joke became that he was a white guy pretending to be black. Um, but
1: a slight improvement. I don't know. Um, you know what? I also want to say about this sketch. Like aside from the offensive racism of it. It could be a premise that would work without him having to do blackface, because I yes. think the real joke of it is like hearing the perspective of the woman who is like the subject of the song. For like, so he could be like an emo yeah. rock star. He could be literally like any kind of musician. I was gonna say the same thing. Yeah, that's, that's true. Because I was gonna say,
0: do it. It's we like, should say it, even do it. It cuts back and forth between him, uh, Mississippi Gary, describing uh, his relationship with a woman, and then the woman. Uh which is uh Kathy, which is a character that Bruce McCullough brings back frequently, who's a a secretary in an office who's just a uh I guess like just a normal lady uh describing her, from her perspective what it was like living with this uh with this musician.
2: Yeah. And not only is it obviously by default offensive, and also not even necessary to do the sketch, but it just looks so stupid (laughs) like i feel like it's like it's similar to how when uh i don't know if you guys uh whoever watched the man show but there was a recurring bit with uh kimmel where he would be carl malone yeah and he would wear blackface to impersonate carl malone and even then when i would watch it in the 90s i i thought like or maybe it was the early aughts but i think it was the 90s and i thought This just looks strange. Like, I'm not even, even if if this wasn't offensive, which it no doubt is, even if it wasn't, I'm thinking like, what is the what is the comedic point here? Like, do you think this makes you look black, or like it makes it, it makes you enhance the impression? It's like it's so distracting, <laughs> even just from an aesthetics point of view. It's like it doesn't. You don't look black. I guess there's no way to look black, and I'm probably getting in trouble by uh, talking about this more than I should be. But it just is so bad on so many levels. I I, I just I just I it, it was just such a shame there. that they did it.
1: I think that you know it's like this horrible, persistent thing amongst white people, in general, but especially in comedy because I feel like there's this reaction in comedy if someone tells you not to do something, you're going to hang on to it even harder and like think you're being funny by being transgressive or whatever. I mean, it was like on right. you know, Thirty Rock had multiple shit episodes with <laughs> blackface on it only ten years ago. This is thirty right. years ago, but right, you know, I, it's I, just, I've seen it on stage at UCB. I saw somebody do blackface. Like that's insane. Wow, really.
0: And yeah. see, I, I don't think I don't think Mark McKinney here was trying to be transgressive. I think he was just doing it. I think he probably didn't think about it and was just. And I shouldn't. put it Really, you in think mouth.
1: people didn't know then that you probably shouldn't be doing this? No, I, I
0: think, think I think they knew. I think they knew then that they shouldn't be doing it. I, and I think he probably knew. And you're right. Maybe he was trying to be transgressive in that sense. But uh, this wasn't like like it, like uh, the stuff on Thirty Rock and probably what you saw at UCB was kind of probably making fun of the idea of a blackface in a sense. Mm-hmm. Whereas this is just him playing a character. As it, not, so it's I, I'm not saying that you're saying, well, I'm not saying it's better or worse. I'm just saying it's really, it's really weird seeing it too. days. <laughs> I, I tried to <laughs> look up uh to see if they'd ever talked about it because no one ever talked about this thing about doing blackface back then. And I did find Scott Thompson talking about it in a in an interview from last year. Um,
2: Are you about to play it?
0: No, I'm going to read it. Okay. Uh, so, and this isn't, this is not like a very good, this is not a positive thing I'm about to read. Oh, oh, no. <laughs> so he says, even when he used the term blackface, I find that interesting because first of all, that's not how he thought about us playing anyone from any other race. I'm just a person that thinks everybody's the same. There aren't that many barriers for people to understand each other. I just thought I want to look like a character, so I'm going to try. I never thought it was a big deal. Okay, um, what year was this? Last year. Lisa. oh
1: so, i mean this implies that we're see multiple members of the sketch comedy doing this right? i will so
0: i think mrs to this character comes back and i think and i know there's at least one sketch where scott thompson plays a black man um yeah. So we will be seeing more of this. Uh, uh,
1: yeah.
2: Well, multiple levels of, of 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 just you know problematic uh, material here, and uh, you know it's a real shame. I, I I in fact wouldn't recommend watching this series at all. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, and I'll say that this this interview that I that I quoted from the context was this is him talk Scott Thompson talking about what they're going to be doing in their sh- upcoming show on Amazon. They have they have a new show coming a new sketch show but because it's not coming to amazon so but he says he's
1: threatening us with more of this well he says right re-
0: he says we'll see what we get to do now and i'm sure there will be people that are outraged but i'm sure the vast majority will not be i think that's what will happen
2: they wouldn't put that on television i mean they wouldn't
0: I I don't think Amazon would let them do that. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying.
2: There would be multiple gatekeepers that would just be like, oh, well, we're not putting blackface in the show, you fucking crazy racist idiots. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm sure they'll uh, police some of that obvious shit out. But, you know, who knows? Maybe uh, they'll—I mean, I don't know how, uh, you know, risque— like drag is in comedy now, like at may, you were touching on it earlier. I don't know if that's kind of an automatically offensive thing or okay. In the right context or, or what. I think
1: it's become but... a progressively more offensive thing, but also just a thing I think where people are questioning more like, is my sketch contingent on me looking like I'm in mm-hmm. drag and I'm being a silly caricature of a woman. Like, I think people are less apt to create that kind of comedy. But right
0: I, I would expect oh, I think kids, it's I would expect the kids and all to keep doing that I mean, that's what I'm
2: saying I, it's such a foundational part of the show it feels like they, they'd at least be bringing that to the table so they I mean I they called we'll
0: their see. they called their reunion tour same guy's new dresses
2: <laughs> okay I mean it's funny I laughed so
0: um so if I laughed then the last sketch was this the head crusher thing and we said we weren't going to talk about it but I do want to <laughs> yeah. say the little kid was was funny
2: to be when you grow up a businessman a businessman then i'm crushing your precocious little head yeah the boy was great the boy was funny i agree
0: um and then he ends up the head crusher ends up questioning his his uh his role as a head crusher and tries to go to the church or something.
2: and i and i gotta say real quick i know we're running low on time um, we're not really but, I mean. <laughs> oh okay um well, I know to a May we probably
0: are. Oh yeah, well May, I, May doesn't want to be I
2: here. can sense. No, she <laughs> she hates this. Um, I will say I wish that this sketch, at least the end of this sketch, uh, the head crusher that is, had a little bit more of the pair vibe in there. I feel like they could have brought some more production values to it, considering that it's taped to stick on that wide shot for what's felt like an interminable amount of time. I mean, it was probably a minute at most, but just kind of riding that out into commercial. It felt like a shame, like I wanted to, because you're right, Nick, the boy was so funny. If we saw more of a scene or got more of a sense of where he was running off to, or they made a choice for the exit instead of him just kind of monotonously rambling on about, oh, I want to go to church. I should pray. Oh, I'm not in church yet. I'll wait to pray. Oh, here I go. Crush, crush, crush. (laughs) I know that's the character, but I just wanted more of, of something, some ending, some shot, something there at the end. It felt just kind of unfinished.
0: Do you think that was all just ADR that was uh recorded after the after the like when they realized so, they needed to pad the episode or pad the Felt like it.
2: Felt like it. Felt like it.
0: Um yeah, well, hey, that's the end of episode two of uh of our show and episode one of the kids in the hall. That <laughs> fittingly
2: that was... capped off with a non funny complaint about something <laughs> funny. <laughs> <laughs>
1: We should all sign off with our signature sign-off. Oh,
2: that's right. <laughs> now, is this a collective one or is it oh, that's right. I'm sorry. We did this before.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't remember my signature sign-off. Me though. neither. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> I may, of course, my signature catchphrase is and I say it every episode, not just this episode because we're talking about it, but I say it every episode and that is uh, this episode is eradicated. <laughs>
2: Nick, you would have been a better eradicator. I'm yeah, saying it. Have been
1: a really good you guys
0: are so sweet. <laughs>
2: um, Jared, of course, uh, your sign off? Yeah, of course. Um, see ya on easy street. I got nothing. I don't know. What did I say last time? See oh, ya on one. easy street.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. I liked
2: it. A-may? Thank you, Amay.
1: Okay. Uh, ahoy, matey. I see the shore. <laughs>
2: okay. <laughs> Ahoy matey, I see the shore
0: yeah. <laughs> Okay, well Bye everyone <laughs> <laughs>